Jade Software presents Beta and Beyond, the RegTech Modernization Podcast. Hey, welcome back everybody to Beta and Beyond. This is your host, Michael Howard. Today, we have a first of sorts. I'll be joined by not just one, but two thought leaders in the field. I have Albert Biffet from Artificial Intelligence Institute on the show and Cian Nick, Jade's Head of Machine Learning. Thanks for joining us, Albert and Cian. Thanks, Michael. Hey. So to kick off with Albert, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, I'm a professor of uh, AI and uh, the director of the Teipu Otemahara Institute at the University of Waikato, and also a professor of big data at uh, Telecom Paris at uh, Institut Polytechnique de Paris in France. My research focuses on machine learning for data streams, uh, AI, uh, big data, and uh, data science. And now I'm currently leading two projects. One is the Tayao Environmental Data Science Project and another that is called Entrepreneurial Initiative. And I'm co-leading uh, several open source projects for machine learning for data streams as MOA. This is a software in Java, River in Python, StreamDM for Spark Streaming and Samoa that this is for big distributed uh, environment systems in streaming. Cool. So it looks like you've got both a, a mix of academic and uh, also industry as well. Yes. Nice. There, um, there are many views flying around of what AI is. So science fiction has had a good part to play in in that too. Um, to in in order to level the playing field and give us a common understanding for this podcast, what is AI? Yeah, I, th I think there are many definitions of AI. I, I, I really like the one from the European Commission that makes it very simple. So it's that AI is the combination of data, algorithms, and computing power. Mm. So th this is really, really simple, but I think it's very useful because it really helps to understand what we can do and what we cannot do. So first, uh, data is the most important thing. So because uh, if we don't have data right now, we don't have, uh, yeah, we cannot uh, have AI. And... Uh, yeah, and then uh, computing power is also very, very important because uh, we need to really, really to process that. And, and for me, yeah, this definition makes uh, simple to understand what we can do. And I really think that what we have right now is more augmented intelligence. We don't have really intelligence. What we have is really tools that help us to make better decisions. And uh, the reason is because, yeah, this is our base on data. No? And, and there's these algorithms, they learn on data, and then from that, uh, yeah, they get all insight and are able to make uh, good predictions. But at the moment, what we really have is uh, uh, data and uh, algorithms that work with this data and then computing power that uh, that they work with that. And I think for me, it's, it's uh, the fact that the most important countries in AI, uh, like US and China, are the ones that they have uh, more data no? and they have more computing power. So I think this is related to that. I understand that you have a shiny new toy um, in the computing power uh, side of things. <laughs> yes, we have this. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the 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 biggest uh, supercomputer in AI, and so it's a. I think the first one in New Zealand, the biggest one, and yeah, it's really nice because it's uh, from Nvidia, so Nvidia DGX 100, and I think this is really really needed right now to 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 do AI. No, we really need uh, these uh, supercomputers, these uh, <laughs> these computers that can really really. Uh, perform with this amount of data. No? I think the problem of having big data also is that we need uh, 
large uh, computational power. So what, um, just drilling in on that quickly for a second, like what difference does having a supercomputer like that make compared to just a, a standard um, computer? Yeah, so the, 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 the most important thing is that this supercomputer is based on GPUs, it's from NVIDIA, so it means that it's really, really focused on deep learning. So the idea is that they are optimized to perform uh, parallel computation on GPUs. The traditional supercomputers are using are not using GPUs and then are are also distributed, but uh, they are more um, based on yeah, especially for environmental science for different type of science. They they use the the traditional distributed techniques that are not as powerful as using GPUs. So in this sense, I can imagine in the future these these uh, uh, sciences they also optimize the methods that they can run on GPUs. Then also they could be able to benefit from these. Uh, AI supercomputers. Cool. Um, so considering this here, um, where does AI fit in uh, from a technology maturity perspective? Like how how advanced? You sort of briefly touched on it before as augmented uh, intelligence. So um, so where where are companies generally at with it? Yeah. So for me, as I say, no, I think that data is really really important. So. I think that uh, for uh, organization to be able to to use and to benefit from AI, uh, it's very very important to have the right data. So for that is really, if you look for example the the work of a data scientist, 90% of the job is more data engineering. It's how to prepare the data, how to 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 clean, how to be sure that the data is in a in a good shape. No? So I think that for that, uh, yeah, organizations first they need to. To, to get the data in the uh, in the right way and then after that then it's possible to to start uh, applying AI uh, uh, trying to 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 apply AI while the the data is uh, difficult to get is is really fragmentized is uh, then it can be a nightmare I think it's better than to to first build a good data infrastructure and once the companies have that then they can uh, uh, apply AI that's, that's so true. Something that I heard from a, another podcast actually, um, data is is not like your you know ERP system. If you're five years behind, you buy a new ERP system, you you caught up, right? If you haven't been collecting data for five years, you lose out. Or if you haven't been yes. collecting the data in the right form for five years, you lose out. There's no catching up. That there's no silver bullet that you can buy and just catch up, catch up, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so important to kind of do it right. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I completely agree. And in some sense, some people, they like to look at, uh, for example, machine learning as a, a compression tool. So what we have is that we have all the data and then we compress that into a model. No? And then this model contains the same knowledge as the as the data. No? So then this is why data is so important. No? And if we don't have the data right, then uh, yeah. And to, to, to store the data, yeah, we need time. We need, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not something that you you can start uh, without data. No, yeah, yeah, I completely agree on that. Yeah. Um, oh, my my next question is kind of a fun one. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk thinks AI is gonna wipe out humanity. Um, Andrew Ng, uh, is a professor in Stanford, um, ex Google, ex Baidu, um, AI lead. Um, Andrew thinks that worrying about AI super evil, super intelligent, evil super intelligence today is like 
worrying about overpopulation on Mars. Um, we haven't even landed on Mars yet. Um, what, is, what is your take on this? Yeah, I think that I... Are worrying too much at the moment? I, I think that I, I agree with Andrew. I think that uh, still we are very, very far from that. And and I think there are other problems that uh, we need to, to, to care before that. No? And I think especially is, uh, yeah, how... Uh, AI can create a digital division no, between the countries and organizations that they have access to these technologies or not. If uh, yeah, uh, AI can discriminate, no, if uh, yeah, if the uh, if there are bias on the data. So I, I think there are many many things that we need to to care before. No, for example, for me, it's very important what is now explainable AI. No, so we really want to understand how decisions are made, how predictions are made. No, so. And I think that's really important for two things. One, to to check that uh, this is uh, uh, yeah this is working. No, that uh, the, the the models are doing the right predictions. I think it's really important to have uh, uh, feedback. No, so that we can really control that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, this is something that uh, I can imagine in the future. That uh, once we are dealing with persons. We'll need to have every time we have a prediction, we'll have uh, an explanation just to check that uh, we are using the the right uh, uh, features. Yes. I, I think that that's uh, this uh, general intelligence uh, thing is quite uh, uh, interesting because, for example, I think there's a recent paper from researchers of Google that they say that uh, yeah, uh, using reinforcement learning, we'll be able to achieve uh, general artificial general intelligence. But I think still that, yeah, we are very, very far from there, no? because I don't think, for example, yeah, you can use reinforcement learning, for example, with animals, no? that you, you give them a reward, but yeah, we cannot consider that this is intelligence. No? So I, I think that, yeah, still we are very, very far from that, and, and we, we need uh, more uh, advances, more important advances, or so maybe, I don't know, quantum computing could be something that could change things. So I think we still, we are very, very far from that, and we need really, really, uh, huge advances to, to to get improvements on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've worked with and across a number of uh, organizations to implement AI. Um, what foundations do organizations need, need to have in place to to be effective on um, running AI? Yeah, for, for for me, I think the most important things are. Uh, data and, and people. So I think that uh, first uh, data, that's the, the, the most basic thing because uh, for me, uh, again, I think it's uh, augmented intelligence and what basically what we do is that we use data to to, to get some knowledge and to, to use that knowledge. And people, because yeah, that's the, the, the most important thing in, in companies and we need people that they really understand and believe that they can really get benefit from, from using AI. No? And I think for that is is really important to to have people that uh, can uh, or they have the expertise on that or at least they 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 like to 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 work on that. So for example, for companies that they don't have uh, experience on AI, I, I I really like the idea of uh, starting with a small project so that we can really show that uh, this is something that uh, is going to work, so uh, that they can get uh, benefit, that they can get. Uh, some valuable thing, and then from there, try that uh, the the companies and the, the, the they are happy to to, to start with uh, larger projects. But I think it's it's something that uh, needs some time, no? And it needs people that they un can understand 
uh, what uh, AI can do, what AI cannot do, and how uh, the organization can benefit. No? Because it's also a matter of how we AI can help the the, the most important problems, not the problems that they can really really benefit. So I, I think this is also very important to to get the right problems, and then also at the end be able to communicate the the, the results, no? so that the, the people are are happy with the with AI. Cool. Um, so seeing in the team at Jade uh, takes a very pragmatic view of machine learning and is always asking what next, what actions are you wanting to take as a result of the project? Does the AI Institute have a similar approach or North Star uh, with your focus on machine learning? Yeah, so uh, we can say that from, from the AI Institute perspective, uh, our main goal is to make AI accessible to everyone. No? So we are, we are at the university, so we really think that uh, uh, our main goal is to help uh, everybody to, to use AI. No? And uh, yeah, that, that means that really explaining what AI can do, what AI cannot do, um, what, is, uh, what is needed to, to apply AI. And, and I think that, uh, yeah, th this is our our main uh, in inspiration no? and yeah in, in this sense yeah we are very happy to have this uh, new uh, ai supercomputer no this this is the most powerful supercomputer in of ai in new zealand so we are really really keen on on uh, on helping on on advance how people and organizations are are using uh, ai no and i um, we, we know that uh, it's very important to to be able to use the, the benefits of AI no? in the sense that sometimes uh, there are projects that are not successful because they are not uh, working on the right uh, problems or the team is not the, the right one. No? It's, it's very important to have people that they have understanding of the domain and also of the AI. No? And, and sometimes if uh, the two, let's say the people working on the domain, they don't understand what AI can do or the people on AI cannot understand what are the details of the domain, then uh, sometimes this is not uh, working. So I think it's very, very important to to, to work uh, together. And then in a way that uh, then uh, AI can be used and used more. I, I think that uh, it's like a, a circle, no? in the sense that once we, we start having more data, we can start uh, improving more things, and then that uh, allows to have more data, and then we can still automate more things and improve more things. So I think that, uh, is something that is not uh, okay. You do project, and that's the end of using AI. No, I think AI is something that is it's very dynamic. And it's something that uh, yeah, it's uh, we are going to be using. So in this sense, I think that AI is like uh, computer science. No, it's uh, like computer science on asteroids. No? So you can really, really uh, use computer science everywhere. <laughs> so I think that AI is going to be the same. No, it's uh, it's like a better way to to do computer science. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um. There's, there's a lot of talk about open source, open source um, software and framework for, for AI. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of um, organization, organizations who collect and process a lot of um, very sensitive information. And they are understandably a bit risk averse, right? Um, and it's easy to see why they might want to shy away from open source technology. Um, why is open source AI software is so important. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, AI has been really an open source revolution, right? in the sense that most of the software, most of the things are 
shared uh, in uh, open source way. So, for example, yeah, for me, it's very interesting that uh, Microsoft, that was a company that was a little bit anti-open source, no? now it's really, really open source oriented. No? And they, they, they own uh, GitHub, so they are really, really, really focused on that. And New Zealand, for example, has been very, very important on, on uh, AI software. For example, we have R from University of Auckland. We have Weka from University of Waikato. So we can say that 90%, 95% of all the universities around the world has been teaching uh, people on AI machine learning using New Zealand uh, open source software. No? Yes, <laughs> this is something that, yeah, yeah. New Zealand yeah, very, very, very proud yeah. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's uh, something amazing because sometimes that is not well known in New Zealand, but yeah, yeah, this is something that uh, overseas is really uh, well known. No? So I, I think that uh, in terms of the software, for me, it's, uh, I think it's quite nice to have that open source. For example, research publication. So now the most common thing is that the people, they, they publish a paper, but also they provide the data and they provide the, the, the implementation as open source. I think this is really useful to speed up how we do research and how we improve things, no? because we can take the open source, we can already use that, uh, and then uh, this is uh, speeding up. No? So I, I think that there are two differences. One is data, that in this case, yeah, uh, privacy is really, really important and we really need to be careful about that. But in terms of software, I think that uh, open source is something that is helping people to make things much faster, no? because it's like a community, no? and then everybody can benefit from what everybody else is, is doing. And then we can build things, we can build new projects on top of that open source. No? I think this is, we don't need to start from scratch. We can really get the software from an open source project, and then from that we can build new things. No? So I think this is something that is really, really powerful. And I think this is also one of the reasons why the field of AI is so uh, is evolving so fast. There are so many things happening continuously. It's really, really, and I think it's because in some sense it's a community-based uh, effort no? on, on sharing things and sharing expertise. And I think that in this case, uh, yeah, open source is really, really helping on that. Yeah, well, one one observation that I have, um, quite a practical one, that this is not limited by time zone, right? Um, when I use open source software and I posted some question online and overnight it got answered by, you know, a few people in the other part of the world. So, like you say, it's evolving so quickly. Yeah, um, yes. yeah it's, 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 it's really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. uh, so how, how can organizations um, find the right balance, right? Uh, resolve to resolve this openness versus privacy paradox in, in, in AI? Yeah, I think this is uh, something, for example, I really like this idea of uh, the Maori data sovereignty. So I think that we need to take care of data. No, we really, we are the guardians of data. So. So data is something that should be more value, no? It's not because, yeah, sometimes people are giving the data for free. And uh, I think that this is something that we really need to be much more more careful. So I think that uh, I, I'm really keen on open, um, open source, because I, I think that this is uh, helping everybody. But in terms of data, I think that we really need to be very, very cautious. And especially organizations, then they really need to take uh, privacy very, very, uh, seriously, because this is a big, uh, this could be a, a very big uh, issue. So it, it's also true that it's nice to have some open data so that uh, things that we can use and that we can share and we can work on that. So this is also something important. But I think that 
in uh, in data it's really really important this idea of uh, sovereignty this idea of uh, privacy and i think that organizations they really need to to take uh, care of that no and in this case is how data is stored how data is managed uh, it's more data engineering but i think that this is really really uh, important do, do things like um, encryption and anonymization come into picture here yes do you think yeah, yeah. I, I think i think for example i can imagine that uh, there will be a uh, there's a a lot of research on how we can do machine learning on encrypted data how we can uh, yeah let's say uh, have the data in stored in a way that uh, we cannot access uh, them directly but uh, that still we can do that so that we uh, privacy is uh, is maintained no? so i think that yeah this is something maybe is the future no how we can compress the data so in a way that uh, privacy is is maintained Cool. So uh, last year, the government announced the Algorithm Charter for Aotearoa New Zealand, uh, which seeks to maintain, maintain transparency by clearly explaining how decisions are informed by algorithms. While this was initially prepared for government agencies, uh, it's been expected that it will be used as best practice in the private sector too. So from what you've heard or seen in the market, uh, what's the feedback and uptake been of the Charter? Yeah, so I, I think this is uh, quite important, and I, I still I think that maybe this charter is a bit uh, weak uh, compared with other countries, for example, in Europe. And uh, yeah, I can, I can give you an example. For example, the charter is saying that uh, it's uh, only enough to explain how the algorithm is making decisions. It's, it's only uh, if you only give the details of which algorithm are you using and how decisions are made is enough. But I think, for example, in Europe, this is uh, much stronger. So every time a decision is made, there is a need of an explanation. And I think, uh, and this is why there is now a lot of research on explainable AI, how we provide explanations of this, uh, it can be big models, these deep learning models, and uh, how still we can get a, an explanation. And I think this is something that uh, is going to be needed, no? because for example, if someone uh, yeah, is denied uh, a loan or is there is something that, is affecting, uh, explaining them that, yeah, this is because we're using a deep learning model that is uh, has one billion parameters and yeah, it's not going to help. No? But if they say, well, yeah, 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 yeah your loan was not uh, uh, given because of that, of that, of that, then you can do something. No? At least you can see if the model is working and also mm -hmm. if you need to change something personally so that uh, next time you'll get the loan. No? So, so I think that for that still, um, it should be better to, to have uh, something uh, stronger. And for example, there is no mention on data sovereignty on this uh, charter. And also, I think this is important for, for Maori. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, again, I, I think that this is a very good first step. So I think that uh, everybody should be using this. And uh, the idea is very good. And I think that this is not only for the government, that all organizations uh, should be uh, using that. And I think that in this sense, it's really, really a very good uh, first step on that direction. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, since you are involved in both areas of academia and, and industry, um, what do you think is the main difference between the, the two areas? And um, what are some things that the two areas can help each other? 
Yeah, I, I, my feeling uh, being work in, in in industry and being having work in in academia. So I think that uh, in general, maybe academia is working on trying to solve problems, and industry is working on implementing the solutions. So yeah, so academia is really really keen on doing research, uh, finding solutions to problems, especially to new problems or something that has never been done before, and I think that. Uh, uh, industry is really good at uh, implementing these solutions. No? So I think well, when we can have this collaboration where uh, academia is good at uh, pro, uh, finding solutions and then industry is the one that is implementing that, it's really, really a very good uh, synergy. So uh, I think that uh, this is something that, uh, yeah, universities are very good at training people and also very good at doing research. No? And I think that uh, industry is really, really good at uh, implementing solutions and so that the, the, yeah, that the people and organizations can can use it. So uh, yeah, I, I think this, this is the, the, the for me the ideal the ideal setting. Now it's true that uh, if we look at the differences between uh, the the two between academia and, and industry, uh, sometimes yeah, yeah, academia you may have more freedom on, on deciding what are the topics that you want to work, and in industry you are really really. Uh, solving problems, no? solving. <laughs> they are really implementing solutions for specific problems, and yeah. So, yep. so I think that's yeah. Okay, cool. So we work with a lot of organisations who are highly regulated. So think banking, finance, wealth, insurance, etc. Um, they're well aware of the constant pull between meeting their regulatory obligations while seeking to deliver projects that enhance their customer experience. Um, Considering that AI is one tool for improving CX, how do you think AI and machine learning can be used to meet uh, regulatory obligations as well? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. I think it, it's really, um, the, yeah, it's really challenging to to do that, and I think that still is a need of more research of that because I don't think that this this problem is solved. I, I think that uh, this is something that, yeah, in, in ideal world we would like to do. Uh, both things. Uh, we like to use all the data so that we can get better models, we can get uh, give better experiences, but also at the same time there's uh, the privacy issue. No? So I think there is a, a need of doing research on how we can do these two things together, no? how we can really uh, improve our machine learning models using all the maximum amount of data, but at the same time without uh, uh, having any problem in terms of privacy. I think this, there's a lot of work on that. I know there's people that is working on that and and there is a lot of advances, but still, I think we are not uh, done yet. So I think this is something that uh, requires uh, more research and more work on that, and and see how how we can manage that. No? Uh, yeah, because I think that it's really really important to do it right now, and and I think that uh, yeah, this is something that will be a lot of advances in the near future. Cool. Um, so there's something slightly different now. Uh, I'm going to hand you the, the metaphorical microphone and um, let you ask us a question. So, um, Albert, is there anything you uh, want to ask us in this space? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to ask, uh, what is the most exciting project that you have been working on recently? I guess that's this for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, well, you know, Michael touched on the regulated industry. Um, we're working, we, we have a anti-money laundering platform. Um, so what we're doing now with um, AI is 
we, we use machine learning to find anomalies in the transactions. Um, so this is the, the, the platform, the main function of the platform is for the banks to use rules to, to raise flags when, when there are things that uh, the banks are, the, the, banks, the banks think they are going wrong, right? Um, so this is kind of from human experience that, oh, maybe we should watch for these things. So what we think is a really cool function that AI can build in is um, you, you don't know what the fraudsters are doing out there. So rather than using your experience to catch things, we use machine learning to watch for unusual behaviors or abnormal transactions. So yeah, we use anomaly detection um, to find what are the transactions that is unusual for this account or for this customer. And we expandable AI, we use, uh, we, we, we provide the factors or the reasons behind um, this transaction being abnormal. And then the, the analysts at the bank take over from there, right? They, they did the investigation and then decide if this is um, just a usual transaction or is there something wrong there? And then take the next steps. So, yeah, so anomaly detection in, in um, bank wow. transactions to detect fraud. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, what, what is the most uh, challenging uh, part of this project? This project, um, we we don't know how much fraud it is out there. Right? We yeah. don't know if we're catching <laughs> them all. If if something don't show up, you don't know if it is because there's nothing, or because you're oh, not yeah. doing you're not doing something right. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is. Yeah, it's uh, you know how how do we solve that? I, I don't know yet. It's something that we need we need to keep looking into. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> cool. So, um, well, um, any last words of wisdom you want to impart, Albert, before we wrap? No, just uh, to say that, yeah, it's really exciting to be working on AI right now because there are so many things happening, so many things happening at the moment. So, yeah, just uh, to say that, yeah, yeah, I think we are, the people working on AI, we, we are quite happy to be living these very, very exciting times, yeah. And um, if any of the industry want to work with you um, to help push forward the, um, the work that we can all do um, in AI, how do they go about that? Yeah, you are very happy to help uh, organizations, people. So, yeah, we, we have the the website is ai.waikato.eanz and yeah, we, we are very happy to to help uh, everyone that is interested in AI. Well, thank thank you. you. And um, thanks for joining us both today on the show. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thank thanks for hosting. Thank you. Nice. And um, so thank much. you. To, <laughs> cool, no worries. Thank you to everyone else who joined us as well, uh, whether for the first time or as a regular. If you've liked what you've heard today and you know someone who might also be interested, then feel free to share this podcast with them. So uh, we'll see you back here for the next episode of Beta and Beyond. <laughs>